0: On today's episode, we're going to speak with Dave Jackson, who in his business is actually a podcast coach. He's my guru and my mentor, but the reason why he came on the show today was not to talk about podcasting. It was to talk about Alzheimer's. His father had Alzheimer's, and so we're going to learn about his experiences, and I also have a free giveaway for you today, and that is the ABC's of dementia. You can get that for free by going to www.rockyourretirement.com/slash ABC. So we'll dig right in, and here's my interview with Dave. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is the show where we talk about what you need besides money before you retire. Or if you're already retired, we can give you some ideas on how to have a better retirement. Remember, there's things to think about besides money when dealing with retirement. And if you'd like to have a more interactive experience, join our private Facebook group by searching for Rock Your Retirement Community on Facebook. Today, I have to tell you, I'm a little bit nervous and a little bit excited because my mentor and podcast guru is on the line with me. His name is David Jackson, and you've probably not heard of him unless you're a podcaster. But I have to tell you, he's my mentor and teacher of how to do this show. And when I learned that he had a father who had Alzheimer's, I had to have him come on the show. So if I sound a little bit nervous, that's why. So David, welcome to the show.
1: Oh thanks for having me and there's nothing to be nervous about.
0: Thank you so much. Dave, tell us a little bit about your dad and your experience with him.
1: Well, it's kind of funny because I don't know if this happens a lot, but you look back and you go, "Wow, this was happening so much sooner than we knew, but we just thought it was just dad being goofy." My dad was a long-distance truck driver and to make a really long story short, he got mugged once and really Oh my gosh. Yeah, he got mugged in in uh, Mississippi. And this guy just beat him in the head with a, uh, luckily he didn't get shot, but the guy beat him in the head with the butt of a shotgun to the point where he didn't know who he was or where he was. I mean, he really got the the snot beat out of him. And so after that recovery, and he recovered 100%, but he occasionally would just say things that made like no sense, like, or or just, we'd be talking about topic A, and in the middle he would just blurt out something that was completely unrelated, and we all just kind of would just pause for a second and look at him and go, uh-huh. And then we'd go back to whatever we were talking about. And so as he got older, my, my brother and I would just kind of look at each other and go, I think there's a hole in the marble bag. Because just after a while, uh, you know, just things where we would go over to, to visit his house. And all of a sudden, we noticed a pattern where there were certain stories that always came up. One was uh, we would always hear about how the house we were in, which is the house he bought. I think he paid something ridiculous, like, you know, $15,000 for it back when I was, I wasn't even born yet. Oh my gosh. And there was another story about how the dog uh, bit the mailman. And it was just all of a sudden, all the stories we started to hear were were reruns. And we're kind of like, hmm, because my grandmother also had Alzheimer's. So it was kind of like, hmm, maybe this is a...
0: My husband tells me the same story over and over. Do you think that <laughs> means he has Alzheimer's? I don't know.
1: It makes you wonder sometimes. But he was able to you know, to care for himself. And he was always fine that way. And so we didn't think anything of it. It was just kind of like, well, it's just, you know, dad being kind of goofy. But it, it did start to get worse. Things started to get us a little worried where I know I went over once and he had fallen asleep and left a pot of coffee on. And there's nothing better than walking into a house filled with the aroma of burnt coffee. Oh, yes. And uh, I was kind of like, hmm, now, now we've gone from goofy to dangerous kind of thing. And it was about that time that It turns out he had uh, colon cancer. And in the process of going through that whole ordeal, and and that was fun because at one point it was just like, how would you like your dad to die? And I'm like, how about I don't let my dad die? And they finally, luckily my ex-wife was a nurse and she goes, can we get a surgical consult? And we brought in the surgeon and he said, well, we could do this and this and that. And then if that works, um, he won't die. And I'm like, I like that choice. But in the process of going through that and in the hospital, and they were, you know, they would go in and ask him how he's feeling and this and that. And they kind of went, um, your dad really shouldn't go home. He he really needs assisted living at this point. And it was one of those things that you kind of you kind of know and you don't want to hear, but you kind of gotta go, yeah, you're you're probably right. We've really dodged any kind of major bullets at this point.
0: Now, did they tell you he couldn't go home? Because that does happen as well.
1: Yeah, that's basically, they said, this shouldn't happen. It wasn't like, it was a suggestion. It was like, no, we need to move him into, well, number one, he had to go through recovery. And that was kind of the point. It was like, if nobody's home with him, he needs to be, somebody's going to have to be there because he's recovering from, colon cancer. And then they kind of threw in and we don't really think at this point he should be alone, period.
0: Is that when he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's? Yeah. And,
1: and they said, we we're pretty sure he's got this. And we went, hmm. And that's when uh, they had done a few tests and and just real basic stuff that he should have known was real blurry. And we went, hmm. And then so it was kind of weird because we had like a week to, oh
0: my to find
1: a place. And so we scrambled and found a really nice place. And uh, that's where it was kind of it came even weirder because I would go there to visit him. And uh, on one hand it was great because if he had a decent meal and some flowers, he was happy as could be. I was worried he was going to be upset and he, he did kind of want to go home, but we were, it's kind of one of those things where and he's like, well, I'll do this. And as soon as I'm feeling better, you know, I'll get to go home. And we all just kind of just let that, just that phrase would just kind of dissipate into the air and nobody would say <laughs> anything else. He kind of, the one day, I forget what he said to my brother, but he was kind of like, he knew that we knew that he knew that we knew that he wasn't going to go home.
0: Mm. And and
1: he didn't really throw a fit. It was kind of interesting because uh, he was 82, I think, something like that. He was in his his 80s and he got kind of frisky.
0: Because of the nursing, because of the home. Yeah,
1: with the nurses and, and he was in there the one day and a nurse walked in and, this younger woman. He said, wow, you make me wish I was 40 years younger. Oh my gosh. And I went, oh, (laughs) and I just kind of like looked at her and she looked at me and just smiled and said, well, thank you. And then I forget what he said, something that was completely over the top inappropriate. And and, yeah, I just went, dad. And he's like, what? She's like, oh my God, geez. And so he got a little grabby at times and things like that. So that was a, a whole other experience that you weren't used to. Yeah. As time went on, I would go and show up and he would give me a tour every single time.
0: Well, let's go back to the nurses first. Let, let's go back. So did your dad wind up having a girlfriend? He did. Yeah. And this is actually a problem with dementia. And that is the spouse oftentimes is still alive. Oh. The person with dementia doesn't know who they are. Nice. And starts a new relationship in the dementia area. And then the spouse that's alive is left to... Be heartbroken, and there's really nothing that you can do because people have a right to their relationships, even when they have dementia. So I'm glad that you didn't have to go through having your mom.
1: Yeah, we didn't have to go through that. My mom uh, passed away when I was 24. She had basically don't smoke. I'll just leave it at that. But oh, okay. uh, she, she had smoked, and she was a diabetic since she was 18. And uh,
0: oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, so he he ended up with a girlfriend, and we're laughing because he was he just would like. They didn't last very long, apparently, or because I know at one point he had one girl that he kind of liked. And then the next thing I know, he he, that wasn't the case. And then he had some woman that he he would always talk about and go over and hold her hand. And we kind of laughed because she had to use a walker. And my brother and I kind of joked and said, well, yeah, he likes this one because she can't. She can't. go.
0: Well, it's probably pretty popular because those places are more women than men.
1: Hey, that was it. So I would go in and, and see him and he would give me the tour and, you know, the, the nurses were great. He would explain how they were taking care of him and he would introduce me again. Every I knew all the nurses, but every time I would go there, they would walk in. He's like, oh, let me introduce you to my son. And I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> it was kind of weird because you would go because you wanted to see him. And yet when you get there, it was like a broken record we had a, a picture frame with a bunch of pictures on the wall and he would sit there and go through. And I remember the one day that I went, Ooh, this is we've crossed a new milestone because he went and he goes, here's this and this and that. And he goes, and I'm not sure who that is. And it was his sister. And I went, Oh, I said, Oh, that's, that's aunt Pete. And he goes, uh, Oh, okay. That sounds weird. Aunt Pete, but it's a long story. <laughs> so that was kind of weird that I was like, and I told my brother, I, and he said, yeah, he goes, it's, it's, he goes, you never know. He goes, some days he's a little clear and he goes, but, And I asked my brother, I go, do you get the same visit? He goes, oh, yeah. Do you have to do the tour? Yes, I have to do the tour.
0: Now, did you get any kind of support from the staff of what to expect as your dad had it and got worse?
1: They kind of coached us and explained how when he goes off into the weeds, not to, they were kind of like, don't correct him. Just let him go where he's going to go. And because we didn't want to like stress him out in some ways. And just kind of explain that in some cases, like we really expected him to kind of throw a fit when he eventually would realize that he wasn't going home. And we never really had to deal with that, which was kind of nice. We were we we're expecting kind of a tantrum and that, that never really happened.
0: Was he told that he had Alzheimer's or dementia? You know, I honestly don't know. Was he so far gone by then that he wouldn't have understood? Or do you think that before he went into the hospital for the colon cancer, he would have he would have understood that he had.
1: I, I would have think of he he would have. And if, if he did know it, it was never talked about with me. So I'm not sure exactly how that happened. At the time I had moved to uh, about an hour north. I got married and uh, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and that's where he was. And then I was uh, in Cleveland. So I didn't get to see him as much as I wanted to, but I would go down on occasion and, and see how it was. So my brother was handling most of that stuff. So I'm not really sure if he knew or not probably by the time he got there and was through recovery from his surgery, I I don't think he would have I don't think he would have remembered.
0: Mm. So how did you deal with watching your dad most of us think of our dad, especially a truck driver, to be this big strong guy and then all of a sudden he's in a skilled nursing facility or an assisted living facility. How did you deal with that?
1: It was kind of weird because on one hand you want him around as long as you can and then uh you get there and he's asleep. That was always the thing. You'd, you'd sit there for 20 minutes. And uh, I also have a sister. A lot of times I would take my sister and we would just sit there and go, well, you know, we drove all this way, you know, should we wake him up? And then you feel bad because you don't want to wake him up because maybe he's tired or what, but then he wake up and then you would do, you know, he would wake up. Oh, great to see you. Would you guys like a tour? And we're like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you know um, it was on one hand, you know, cause the last thing you want to do is hug your dad and but it was it was weird because he went from, you know, when I was growing up, he was this big giant of a guy, and he's big and strong, and and here he was kind of fragile. And they had a very independent. That was the other thing. They had a uh, an alarm on his bed because he was a guy that would not stay put. And uh, so if he got out of bed, it would trigger something at the nurses' station that hey, he's he's up and around or whatever. Oh,
0: he was a wand. He was wanderer.
1: Yeah. And so the one day I remember I had laughed because I'm like, all right, he's he's a little out of it, but he's not completely out of it. Cause I sat down and it dawned on him that hey, I was sitting on his bed and the alarm wouldn't go off. And he got up and started walking around. And I'm like, Well, where are you going there, buddy? And he's like
0: <laughs> He's like, Oh, you're on my bed, you're on so my I bed. Can go wherever I want. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I was like, <laughs> Nah, it's not gonna work that way. So he's always a bit of a character, but it, it is. It's just one of those things where it's a disease and it's not him. They they did tell us they said, Look, there may be a time when he doesn't, you know, remember you. And that's, that's a a weird pill that you hope you never have to swallow. They just say, and just remember, it's, it's not, you know, don't take it personal. It's just the disease. It's just that part of the brain doesn't function anymore or whatever.
0: And did that ever happen? It
1: actually did, but it happened in a really, really good way. If, if that's a weird thing. And I'm, it was myself and my sister and I went in and, uh, you know, I, I did the tour and the whole nine yards and we did the picture thing. He was asking me how I was doing. I was great. And he said, well, that's so great. I'm I'm glad to hear about Karen. And we went, hmm, that's odd because I have a cousin, Karen. But he said something about your wife, Karen. And I went, well, number one, my wife's name was Diane. My brother's married to Carrie. And I'm like, hmm. And then he said something else. And it dawned on me that he thought I was my brother. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's wild. Okay. So I'm just playing along and I looked at my sister and she kind of put her hand over her mouth and giggled like, Oh, okay. Cause she figured out what was going on and I'm like, okay. And, and, you know, just sat there and had a conversation with him. And then he said, and how about that, David? And I, <laughs> and I looked at my sister and I go, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to shut up and see where this goes.
0: And see what he thinks. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he did. He said, he said, I am so proud of him and he's been Aww. doing this and he's doing so good at his job and this and that. And I'm so proud of him with this and that. And he's handling At that point, I'd inherited teenagers as stepchildren and he just went on and I just went there and was like, wow, where's all this been? Because my dad was one of those guys that later in life, he kind of started to gush. But man, growing up, he was a little stingy with the compliments at times.
0: He was tough, a tough guy. Yeah.
1: And so I was just like, wow. So that was basically my last conversation with him because my brother had called me and said, hey, dad's taking a turn for the worse. And if you want to see him, you better see him now. I said, okay. I said, can I ask you a weird question? And and my brother goes, what? He goes, am I a bad son if I don't go? And he goes, well, why do you mean I go? I said, our last visit was awesome. (laughs) That was on uh, Friday. I kind of molded over and I was like, no, this is, you know, you only get, this is your last chance, you know. And my brother even said, he goes, there's really not much to see. He goes, so no, you're not a bad son. And I said, no, no, you got to go. I was walking out to the car on Saturday. And my brother called and said, he's he's gone. And I was like, well, there you go. God made that decision for me. So uh,
0: what a bittersweet story. Yeah.
1: So it, that's what I say. I said, it was a weird thing that he didn't recognize me. But on the other hand, he got to say all these really nice things about me. And I knew how he felt. So,
0: oh, my gosh, that is so awesome. You know, I have an Alzheimer's story. OK. You want to hear
1: it? Oh, absolutely.
0: My husband's father had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. My husband's uncle had Alzheimer's. So it was the brother of his father that had Alzheimer's. And now my dad has Alzheimer's. So when we went to go visit his father, we found out that his father was accusing his stepmother of having an affair. Mm. He wasn't being real graphic, and I didn't really get to hear it firsthand, but I knew that he was talking about the fact that she had an affair. And then when I went to go visit his uncle, after his father had passed... We went into the nursing home and his wife was standing right there and he started making up all these stories. He thought that he was in the CIA, that there was a, a black car outside and that was his car. And he made up all these stories. But the, but the biggest story that he made up was his wife was having an affair. And I'll quote what he said. This is not my words. He said a big guy and he indicated the size of his mm-hmm. anatomy <laughs> you know? and then I looked at my husband and I said now I know what I'm in for when you get <laughs> Alzheimer's you're going to accuse me of an affair <laughs> you're going to start telling everybody and I said you know what I'm going to do I'm just going to say yes you're right honey I am having an affair
1: <laughs> you That's it.
0: you know what can you do so it's a horrible disease absolutely horrible I've seen people. I think I told you that my dad has Parkinson's and he's also been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. My goodness. And it is a horrible, horrible disease. So how did you cope? I mean, my dad is a world away. I live on the West Coast. He lives on the East Coast. Before he moved to the East Coast, he lived in Alaska. So I don't get to see him every day. So when I see him, each time, it's a big shock. He's progressed in his disease by a certain amount. How did you Deal with it, I mean did they did they give you a book to read? did they just say here's what's going to happen or
1: yeah, that was basically it they just kind of uh I remember the first time we were going there. my brother had already heard this, so it was myself and my sister, and they were kind of like here's you know the deal um here's what to expect here's what's going to happen in the future here's how to react if this happens, and then they kind of had to give us give us our own little tour because there were Uh, certain codes you had to put in to get into certain places because, because again, there were people that you had to make sure that nobody followed you out of a door to accidentally let somebody into a section where they're not supposed to be that could then potentially
0: injure them. Yeah,
1: either injure them or if they got outside, then they walk away and they don't know how to get back.
0: Did the community where your dad lived have an outside area where he could go outside and then come back inside or was it Oh, you're in the snow, so probably no outside right? Well
1: there there was there was kind of an outside patio and they had uh, places out there that they would do like gardening. and that oh. was one of the things my dad just loved. So the one day I walked in and he had put some sort of flower in a pot and it was in his room, and he goes, oh yeah, he goes, we're we're planting a whole bunch of stuff out in the back. So it was really nice. It was like an activity. They had a ton of stuff to uh, they were always doing arts and crafts and all sorts of things to to kind of keep them busy. He wasn't so much an arts and craft guy, but when they got to go outside and plant stuff and just any kind of uh, landscaping, he just, that was his little hobby. And so that's why I was laughing to one day, because he explained how he had a great breakfast and he planted a flower and it was like, Top of the world, Ma. I got a flower. And I was like, all right. (laughs) So that's why I was like, man, I hope I'm that easy to take care of. It's like, you know, scrambled eggs and ham and and a flower. I'm like, all right, check, check, check. I'll do that every day now.
0: (laughs) Did they tell you that Alzheimer's patients often are tired, that their brains have to work harder than our brains?
1: They didn't really explain that to me. I just know every time I showed up, he was asleep. That was always the thing. You'd get there and, you know, the TV would be on, but he would be out. And, um, it was, uh, that was always kind of interesting because on one hand, I've only got so much time before I have to turn around and drive back to Cleveland. So I didn't want to waste my visit, but I always felt bad because I didn't want to wake him up. So it was always kind of interesting. You know, a lot of times you would accidentally drop something that would make a noise or something it was kind of stupid, but, uh, I should have just woke him up. Yeah, that was always kind of different.
0: Well, um, you know, I went to an Alzheimer's presentation by a local celebrity, her name is. Kristen Cusato, I believe. And her mom came down with dementia, Lewy body dementia, I believe, when she, when her mom was in her early 60s. And so she quit her job and moved back to the East Coast to take care of her mom. And I had just found out a few months before that my dad had Alzheimer's. And so when she was talking, for no reason at all, I started crying. <laughs> And I had to leave the room. It wasn't anything that she said. It was just I didn't realize that I was having these emotions. And her talk was called The ABCs of Alzheimer's. And so what I did was I wrote it down, what she wrote, and I added some things of my own. And I went ahead and put it on my my Medicare website. And what I'm going to do for the listeners of this show is I'm going to go ahead and put it on the Rocky retirement. I'm going to make a little giveaway for my listeners. Just go to www.rockyretirement.com slash ABC, and you'll be able to download it. So if you have a, a family member who's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's like Dave and myself, or if you're just interested, it gives you some of these tips that Dave talked about.
1: Yeah, they would just say if he if he goes off in the weeds, which is if he just, if it's Friday to him, it's Friday. If it's, Eggs, right? you know, it's like, no, dad, it's Wednesday, you know. Yeah,
0: don't like, do that. Right. It's One like, of the
1: yeah, it's like tips just, is. Just roll with it. Go. It's Friday. Okay, fine.
0: Right. One of the tips that Kristen said, I think, was, let's say that you're, you've are got your 85-year-old mom and she says, oh, I have to go pick up my brother from school because he's in swimming class. Right. She said, don't say to mom, you're 85. You've got great grandchildren. <laughs> just flow with it. Like you said, just yeah. say, okay, well, you know, she called and she said she was going to be late. So we have to go down to dinner and she'll be back late. Yeah,
1: exactly. You just got to roll with it. And like, you just kind of, in many cases, you let them lead the conversation and see where we're going to go, which is always kind of interesting. But a lot of times he would ask us how we were doing. And that was the other thing is, um, he would ask about his house, which, oh. is, which was a whole other, he's like, well, you know, how's the house? And once he went into the assisted living, we find out and little did, we didn't know this. We would go over and we would hang out with my dad in the living room upstairs. We didn't really pay much attention to the rest of the house because, well, we kind of figured it was the way we left it, you know, and there weren't any problems with the house. And my dad was a hoarder. So oh, no. we, so he had boxes and boxes of mail, just like and we're so we're like well what if this is important so we had to go through every single box and look at stuff and it was like how long did that take (laughs) oh a while and we ended up just we actually rented a dumpster and just once we figured out that most of this stuff was crazy just 13 cases of reader's digest from it's like so we just dumped it out and uh and again, it wasn't the most greatest smelling place with lots of burnt coffee fumes. And <laughs> we went and we just redid the whole house. And my sister lives there now. So.
0: Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah.
1: So it was one of those cases where he's like, well, yeah. And I remember once he was talking about, well, you can find it. It's in the desk in the front room. It's, you know, in the second drawer. And we're like, well, number one, that desk is gone. And, you know, the, so a lot of stuff we were like, OK, yeah, we'll we'll find it and bring it. And we're like, yeah, we threw it away months ago.
0: well you didn't tell him that no no
1: we were just like so and because again by the next visit he would completely forget that whatever we were talking about
0: that's one of the nice things if you get into an argument the next day they're not going to remember
1: that's it they're not mad anymore it's just it's like it never happened
0: exactly it's like 52 first dates or what was the name of that show yeah
1: 50 first dates yeah right
0: (laughs) did he hoard anything besides mail was it other things as well or just paper products?
1: A lot of paper products, a lot of magazines, books. Um, it was funny because he had the original, um, like stereo system that I think they got as a wedding gift. So this would be probably 40, 50 years ago. This, you know, it had a turntable in it and this and that, and, um, it didn't work anymore. So what he did is he put his TV on top of it and he, he had all these old stereo systems and things like that. He had an electronics background and we'd go over and he had hooked up like six different speakers to his TV. We're like, what is this? <laughs> was he going deaf? Uh, no, I don't know. It was just and he'd be like, oh, no, this is I got quadraphonic sound. And we're like, well, technically you don't. It's stereo with a bunch of speakers. But OK, <laughs> you know, and the thing is, he'd start doing this stuff and he'd start pulling apart his electronics and then he'd break them. So we'd, we'd buy him another cassette deck and then he'd wire a bunch of speakers to it. No, oh, I did this and I was going to do that and it wouldn't work. So that was something we, we found in the basement was he had all these old radios that were uh, probably antiques or whatever. We saw those, a lot of old clothes, things like that, that he had uh, suit bags and things like that, almost like a, an old zoot suit kind of thing that was kind of interesting. But uh, mainly in stuff that we just went, you know, because you kind of expect that stuff. But the, the one that we all kind of went, what? It was just boxes and boxes of mail.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and you're right. You have to go through it. What if there's a life insurance policy and that was or it. And that was long-term the one, care?
1: That was the one thing he did do before even the colon cancer. He pulled us over, my brother and I once, and said, hey, this is going to be an awkward conversation, but you know, I'm not getting any younger. So just so you guys know, here's where the will is. Here's what's in it. Um, here's this and that. Here's my insurance paperwork. Just kind of like if I ever get, you know, just so you guys know, here's where it is. So, we kind of already knew where the important stuff was. But nonetheless, you'd open up a box and be a bunch of manila folders in there. You're like, well, this might be important. And you'd open up the folder and you're like, this is just old mail. It's like, ah.
0: <laughs> it sounds like me. Yeah. I save all my mail. Mm-hmm. It drives my husband crazy. Um, but yeah, so we, we started downsizing because we don't have kids. We yeah. thought, what is going to happen to all of our junk? You know, nobody wants our junk. <laughs> <laughs> Of all this crap, you know. So, my husband has this huge record um collection. You know, vinyl records. He ripped them and burned them, and now he's got them posted on, I don't know, some old record websites to try to get rid of them. Okay. We've got a bunch of stuff. You know, we just have so much stuff. It's amazing how much stuff you call you just accumulate over the years.
1: That is amazing. I'm with you on that. I finally I ditched my records the last time I moved because I hadn't listened to them in years. Anyone I wanted already had the CD and I was like, I'm not moving these again. So I just.
0: Exactly. And they melt. And now people collect these things. They're like, yeah, well, here, we'll let you have them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So did your dad have a lot of stuff besides the mail that you had to get rid
1: of? Or was it mostly. No, most of it was just, he was, uh, he was a frugal man, shall we say. So his, his furniture was kind of like. Yeah, we're not keeping that. Um, <laughs> you know, we kept buying him like recliners and he would just kind of go through them because when he retired, he retired. And so he would wear out the recliners. But the furniture was old, the old radios, and then just the the tons of electronics that were broken. He had a pretty decent same thing. He had albums, he had CD collections uh, and books. He had tons of uh, like old encyclopedias.
0: oh wow
1: That were kind of like i'm sure some of it might have been collectible but we're like hmm this is what people used to do but you know we're looking at his his great grandchildren yeah we're like this is what people did before google (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> they actually opened a book that you spent like $3,000 for this collection of yeah. books that was outdated 20 minutes after you bought it.
1: Yeah. When great uncle Dave had to do a report, he had to go here to search for the topic. And...
0: I know. Remember those days? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, but other than that, nothing really too crazy. The house needed a little repair that we've had done over the years. The funny thing was he, cause he was in, um, like, like most people his age, he had spent some time in the service. And it took them like a year to find me because I'd moved. And here there was some sort of money that through the armed services that went to his kids. My brother had been paid and he just thought, well, they found me too. And he never brought it up. He's like, hey, did you get your check? And so the one day I said, hey, I got this thing in the mail. Um, it's from the arm. I said, it looks like it's like legit. And he goes, Oh yeah, he goes. You didn't get your check, and I'm like, no. He goes, yeah, I got my check like about a year ago. I'm like, you're kidding me. Oh my me. gosh, was it a big? It check? was like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, I was like, oh. and and kudos to them because they would not quit until they found me. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure why they didn't just ask my brother, but who knows? You know, it's it's the government. They don't always work the most efficient. But
0: well, you know what else? There there's a government program. I released an episode on Memorial Day. Regarding veterans' benefits, mm-hmm. and there is a program f- just for people who were in the military at least 90 days, I believe, and served one day in a foreign war. They didn't have to leave the country, they but they just had to be in service. Right. And that program gives you a monthly stipend. Wow. Yeah, it's like two thousand dollars or something. I'll take I mean, that. I, I know. I know. So, I mean, there's an income limit and things right. like that. I'm not an expert on that program. But yeah, a lot of people don't know that they qualify for some of these programs that are out there.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I wonder
0: if your dad would have qualified. See, he might have.
1: Might have. Don't know. Yeah. The one thing we did find is, and this is unfortunately probably true, a lot of people, the reason he had so many readers digest is because they had somehow found him and got him to sign up for the magazine, some sort of book of the month club or what CD oh of the gosh. month. So that's where we had all this stuff and it was from them. And it was funny because it, it took us a while to get them to quit sending the stuff. Yeah, we're like, seriously, he's dead. Cut it off. Stop. Nope. we want to cancel our subscription.
0: And they wouldn't cancel. It,
1: it took them like a couple months. We kept calling okay. and we we're like, here's another one. And we're like, we'd call them back. Please quit sending us this. And there were a few things that... um I can't remember what they were, but it it seemed like he had gotten on a couple of this whatever of the month stuff or just.
0: Maybe through the publisher's clearinghouse, he thought he was going to win a sweepstakes.
1: Something that I was like, wow, okay," because I remember for a while he was a little um, he didn't like getting phone calls, especially if you're trying to sell him something.
0: But he'll open the door.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how they got through, but.
0: <laughs> We've had kids knocking on our door here trying to sell us magazines. Huh. And my point is, I don't want them in my house to do. I'm not going to read them.
1: Yeah, and that's when you go, um, kids, I don't know if you've ever heard of this thing called the Internet. <laughs> exactly. I, know. I still have people that call up and want to sell me the newspaper, and I'm just like, really, like, really? There's still really? a newspaper? Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm so bad. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. No. You know, <laughs> really, the only thing I listen to are podcasts. That's pretty sad. You and me both. I don't want to hear the bad news. If I want to look at the news, I'll go on the internet and I'll look at it. The sad thing is, I get most of my news off of Facebook, and then I go and search whatever it is. Right, that exactly. Saw. Well, David, I am so glad that you came on the show to talk to us about your experiences with your dad. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Um, I think this will be very helpful to my listener who has just gotten some bad news about either a parent or a spouse or a, a another loved one. And again, for my listener, if you would like to go to com slash ABC, there will be a resource there for you. Um, that helps you deal with your loved one with Alzheimer's. Dave, did you want to talk about your show at all?
1: Uh, sure. If you think, hey, you know, this this Kathy's got this, she's got this down. I want to start a podcast. Uh, <laughs> come over and visit me at schoolapodcasting.com. I have a podcast over there that talks about how to do a podcast. So if you feel so inclined and think, hey, this could be fun, I could start a show about whatever, then uh, come on down.
0: Great. Well, thanks, Dave. I really appreciate your coming on the show. And for my listeners, we will see you next week on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. Hi, this is Kathy. When I'm not hosting Rock Your Retirement, I'm helping people with their Medicare insurance. One of the times you need to check your Medicare insurance is when you've moved. To get my free guide, Five Things You Need to Know About Medicare When You Are Moving, just go to medicarequick.com move. And in the meantime, listen to these cool disclosures. Neither Medicare Quick nor its agents is connected with the Federal Medicare program. Medical insurance licensed in the states of California, Florida, Nevada, and Texas, and Medicare Advantage and Prescription Drug Plan Service Areas vary. California Insurance License 0797-566. Oh wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116.